It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate. Today is Friday, and I've got my usual guest with me today, my special guest, Bridget Gleason. Bridget, how are you today? Andy, I am doing great. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing well. So, you know, as our, as our tradition has become, we have to talk as about the weather. Tradition, we talk about the weather and where we are. And I'm happy to say that I, I was in Denver the earlier part of the week and it was beautiful in Denver. I am now back in California, a little foggy, but uh, can't complain. Beautiful weather here. Yes. And I'm in my New York studio today and we're trying to shake the last vestige of winter. I mean, it's, it's, mm. uh, it was high, well, I think it was in the high 40s yesterday, pretty windy, felt cold. Today it's going to be 70, but then I'll retreat back to the 40s, uh, just in time for me to get on a plane next week and, and go to California. So there you go. You'll get, you'll have a nice, you'll have a nice, uh, diversity of weather when you get here. That's right. I can say goodbye to it. So, um, today I thought what we'd do is talk about, uh, your sales stack, and we've, I've been talking to many guests about the sales stack and helping people sort of understand what it is, what it means for their business, uh, what sort of things they should be, tools, having lots of uh, sales technology companies on the show and representatives from there talking about what's what's new and what's emerging. And so I thought we'd sort of go through what's, what's in your sales stack and um, maybe start sort of, yeah, on, on one end and work our way through it. So how, what do you guys do for list building? That's at the heart of every you know, sales development team these days. What, what yeah. do you do for list building? Yeah, so kind of in the kind of the lead generation, the pre-contact, things that our, our SDRs use, uh, we use Datanize. We okay. use uh, DataFox to help with that, to help identify companies. Those are probably, those are probably the two big ones uh, that we use today. And Datanize and, specializes in sort of looking at what technologies companies are using, right? Correct. And that's a really important component for us in qualifying because our product is for very cloud, cloud-friendly, cloud-leaning companies. So some of the technologies, understanding the technologies that they have in advance is a really important qualifier for us. And so, so that's why Datanize is a is a good is a, is is a critical tool in our stack. Right. And so they they give you visibility into what companies are using what what technologies or maybe have stopped using a technology or Correct. and lots of different data points they can provide you on a, within a vertical. Correct. Excellent. Okay. And DataFox, what do they do for you? It's also a list building, so it allows you to put in we use the two of them sort of in combination. So it's a broader, it may be uh, geography, company size. Um, you can put in some other different parameters, and it will then go get a, a list of those and then do some enrichment off those lists. Okay. Do you use anything else to, to help enrich it? Yeah. We're, I mean, there's there are different uh, tools that you can use to enrich it that will go append uh, contact data uh, or different contacts to company names. Okay. And 
We've experimented with some of those. What we're doing right now, which may seem a little laborious but works really well for us because the, the data is so accurate, is we outsource to a small group actually in the Philippines that they've got their own tools but then so that they can do it very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then they just ensure the accuracy and make sure there's fo- the right phone number, et cetera. The problem with some of just having it purely automated is it gets outdated so quickly. And what I'm trying to do is make sure that whatever gets into the hands of the sales person and into our database is constantly refreshed and as and up to date and accurate as possible. And who owns that within your company? Um, who owns that Who group? owns the, the task of building the list and making sure the contacts are clean and, and so on? Well, right now I do. Okay. So it falls within my group. I manage, you know, a closing team, but I also manage an SDR team. And it can fall in a lot of different places. I, I like that at Sumo Logic, we, we work to be borderless. So I work very closely with marketing. I work very closely with sales ops. Sales ops right now doesn't report, or sales ops at Sumo Logic doesn't report into me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it can fall in marketing, it can fall in sales, it can fall in sales operations. You know, it really, it really depends. But I'm the one that's that's driving this one. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna, that's where I asked the question because a lot of times guests will talk about, hey, or companies I work with, hey, it's in sales ops or hey, it's in marketing. And just sort of wondered where you think it falls most typically. Yeah. So it, it, it depends. I've seen it kind of fall in a variety, in a variety of different places. To me, it doesn't matter as long as the, the groups work well together. To me, it doesn't matter. It's just important that the function, the, the function gets taken care of. And then who do you use for like contact information like, you know, discover.org or zoom info or? Yeah, we use discover.org. Okay. And so why, what do they offer that maybe others don't that you find useful for your, your particular application? I, I think it's just accuracy. It's just accuracy. And I, I, Andy, honestly, it kind of goes back and forth. Um, which one offers more accurate data? How often do they refresh the data? And our sales ops team is the one that evaluates the tools. I partially i'm i'm a key influencer and my team is a key influencer but i don't have the time me bridget vp of sales to go evaluate all the different tools that are out there i mean there are hundreds of tools and they're new and they're changing so i would have to ask somebody in sales ops why they felt discover.org was the preferable tool at this point in time okay. next year Somebody else may, may <laughs> yeah, that's something you to the pretty much be assured of, right? Absolutely, yeah. All right, so sort of next layer, and this may be a little bit out of order, but then as your your outbound email that your SDRs use, uh, you know, what apps do you use there? You know, email tracking or sales development platform, or maybe even a follow up app of some sort. Yeah, so we use two there, and I I think what's going to happen is we're going to end up they're going to converge. There's a lot of feature overlap, or starting to be feature overlap mm-hmm. in some of these these sales acceleration tools. So we use Yesware, mm-hmm. and we use Outreach. Okay. And Outreach has a really good um, sort of cadence that they set up that allows a a sales development rep 
primarily that's the team that uses it to when they get an inbound lead to schedule the different follow-ups where whether it's an email or a phone call and really helps to keep track of them and that's been an issue that I've seen in a more high velocity sale at any um, company that I've that I've worked with so mm -hmm. we use we use outreach primarily for that piece and then we use yesware yesware for us we use more middle of the funnel so being able to see when people open the email when they look at attachments what pages they look at it's great for templates and especially uh, for new reps that they can go and look at oh here's a great sort of email template for someone that is a gaming company that's looking at a log management solution mm -hmm. and so those are the two that we've that we've really focused on in terms of kind of the messaging but as you said they're now we're seeing in that space a lot of convergence and overlap of features because certainly both applications you mentioned have templatized emails right uh, yeah yes and i'll tell you we get uh finance is endlessly frustrated with the <laughs> sales tools that we have that we want are they being used who's using them why do you have so many is it and they're right. I mean, they have a point, but there's certain functionality that I that we need, and sometimes we can't get it in a single tool. So that's sort of the endless battle. And it's funny, Andy. People, I, I get people pitching me all the time, right? And they'll, you know, in and of themselves, the tools aren't that expensive, or that's what they'll tell me. This is five dollars a seat. It's twenty dollars a seat. Mm -hmm. It's sixty dollars a seat these add up oh i know I, they add up i mean i you play could, with them i look at my my corporate credit card bill every month it's like exactly i'm not using some of these anymore yeah so again this is when when evaluating a sales stack it's this is not a set and forget and everybody they're gonna they're gonna want you on a one-year contract and there are a lot of them that will only sell annual subscriptions right, um, right. and it's because it's it's really easy to move. It, it's becoming a very commoditized field. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. So, so, so well, I guess the question is, that sounds like you use sort of the Yesware application more for your uh, account execs and the outreach more for your SDR team. Yeah, it's not 100% oh, that way. It sounds like that. Yeah, there's some, there's some bleed both sides but that's i would say that's where the primary those are those are who the primary audiences are right now yeah because it sounds like get maybe more in-depth analytics about the open rates and conversion rates and so on with maybe the outreach uh which you're really useful for your sdrs and right. i said you've got your built-up templates and so on for middle of the funnel for your account execs correct okay cool all right so now move on to obviously all these integrate with the crm platform uh, presume you guys use Salesforce. Yeah, and you know what? Here's why, Andy. Here's why. Because Salesforce has the integrations and the network and the um, they've got the community around it. They've got all the apps built in. Everybody, they've got all the connectors into Salesforce. I love like Base mm -hmm. CRM. I think is awesome. But 
given everything we have and everything we've built has all these others that feed into it, it'd be hard for us to it'd be hard for us to move off of uh, Salesforce anytime soon. It sounds like I want to, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I think that that the thing these apps have done so brilliant brilliantly is that they've you know one of the real drawbacks had always been to Salesforce before a lot of these apps came on the scene was getting the data into Salesforce, right? Such a laborious pain to, to accomplish. But, you know, you, you front end Salesforce with a lot of these apps and it, it's, uh, you know, the user interfaces are simpler and easier and, and it becomes a, a great way to get that data in. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, coming to Sumo Logic, um, our Salesforce instance was on the verge of imploding on itself. Mm-hmm. And the danger with like a, a Salesforce and, and, and a company that's growing quickly is you keep putting Band-Aid, 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 Band-Aid. And it ends up having, you can't get the data you need out of it. You can't get the visibility. It's, you have to be very deliberate about how you set up your CRM, how you maintain it, how you train around it. It, the way that people use Salesforce here at Sumo Logic and what I need them to do when they convert a lead and what stages mean is different than where they came from, the sales reps came from, and, and probably different than sure. what it's going to look like where they're going. So right. the setup and the maintenance and the cleaning have to be, they have to be ongoing. They have to be ongoing. And do you do that internally, or do you hire consultants to help you with that? Um, you can do it internally. It's and typically the issue is not that the expertise isn't to do it internally. It's just a bandwidth. So we hired these great consultants, Claris Designs, to to do that for us. They had to basically sort of clean up and rebuild our instance. Mm-hmm. And now they do just sort of some ongoing maintenance. They've done the internal training. They've trained the sales ops team. But, you know, I can see them as being sort of an ongoing presence at Sumo Logic, not to the same extent, but it's it's, it's important to keep it clean. You got to sure. keep the house clean. Oh, absolutely. So what do you use for a uh, demonstration tool, if anything? We use GoToMeeting. Okay. And and here's one, Andy. Who loves their demo tool? Like you know, what, I, haven't, I haven't heard of anybody be really passionate about one. I'll have to admit to that. Yeah, I don't know anyone that loves it either. I think there's some room. There's some room there on that one. I mean, we don't. I don't have any that I love or would just swear by. I don't yeah, it'd be interesting here for people in the audience to provide some input and feedback on that. If they know of anything that they they use that they really love for this, because you know, increasingly, obviously, the you know the virtual demonstration, virtual presentation is is, uh, is here. It's being increasingly used. We you know now have books being written about how to do it effectively. A great book called Screen to Screen Selling that people should check out if they're doing a lot of that. Uh, just wondering, yeah, yeah, are there tools out there? If people have it that they really like. Let us know. Send me an email, Andy at zerotimeselling.com, and we'll we'll talk about it in another future episode. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd be super curious about that myself. So what about proposals? What do you use to help prepare proposals? 
<sighs> well, we use DocuSign, mm-hmm. um, but we don't have any. We don't. We don't have anything just to to do anything more than that than sort of the the DocuSign type of tool with a proposal. Which is almost really so. You include like a signature a signature page with your with your proposals. Yeah. Okay. So you're fairly standardized proposals. We have fairly standardized proposals, right? And you know the thing that I tell the team here, and I've told it to other teams in the in that I've worked with in the past. A proposal is not the same as a quote. And don't ever send a quote. And the reason I say that is a proposal, a quote is just the numbers. Mm-hmm. And when you go share that, you, you're not including any of your differentiators. You're just throwing numbers out there. And you leave it wide open for people to interpret and go shop shop around and just and and. The the temptation to just evaluate based on price. So I I make sure that the team here that anytime they send something using a DocuSign, yes, you've got to have the numbers, but it needs to be a proposal. It needs to include the problem you're solving, how you're doing it, your unique differentiators, and why you know why this company, why now? Hmm. Interesting. So what if what if that's oh, okay. Well, we I don't think about that for a second. So, what if somebody just wants a quote, though? It doesn't. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to have. You've got to have more in there. You. You. I just think you. Of course, it, people are going to tell you all the time. I just want this. But our job as salespeople is to run the process and manage the sale and manage the conversation and manage the flow. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an easy temptation just to send numbers, but you always want to include what the differentiators are, why this is a stellar product. These are the key problems that it solves so that when it does get shared, that there's more context. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. I, I was, I, had, I guess I had a different definition of a quote to me, a proposal is, and just from where I come from with you know, the sales that I've done over the years and sort of, let's say before I started my own consulting company is, you know, they were, these were thick documents, right? We were selling million dollar, multi-million dollar things. You know, proposal was, you know, was also let's say a proposal was 20 to 30 pages and a quote was, you know, five. So, okay. So let's say we go with that. Mm-hmm. I would still say with the five page quote, there should be, maybe it should be a six page quote. And have one page that's the summary of why. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and always starts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, that's we're we're probably saying the same. We're probably saying the same thing. I guess my point is d- to my team, and they're not sending a hundred page proposals. Um, it's a, it's a, it may be a five pages. So we don't. Ours isn't um, the the deals that my team is doing. Are not generally speaking the million dollar deals. They made their several hundred thousand dollar deals all the way down to a thousand dollar deals. So they don't always require, like in a lot of complex sales, a large, uh, voluminous proposal. Yeah, I'm, and my point about quotes, why well, I always like quotes as I defined them, which is, you know, a shorter, let's say six pages to, to go along with your, your number, is that, is that I have found that. 
the length of time it takes the customer to <laughs> respond and be ready to respond is tied to the length of the document you send them. You know, if you send 30 pages, somebody's going to be given the task to go through them, or 100 pages. Whereas you send five or six, you're most more likely, as I found, to sort of stay on the flow of what you're trying to accomplish. And so I find you can actually sort of help deals sort of stall a little bit by giving you know, extraneous information that people feel compelled to go through. Well, Andy, I, I think you and I have talked about this before. On one of our episodes if you want to call it that. It sometimes seems like a little bit of a drama. Um, <laughs> one of my very favorite quotes is a Mark Twain quote. And he said, if I'd had more time, something like this, if I'd had more time, I would have made it shorter. Yeah, I sat down to write you a short letter, but I didn't have enough time, so I wrote you a long one instead. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think the same is true here, that brevity, especially in this day and age, being concise and brief is better than being long and wordy. And you're right. It also, I, I know even for myself, when I get an email that I'm, I'm on my computer and I'm scrolling, I go to the next one and I figure, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I'm going to have to spend some time and read this one. And you're right. It's going to slow things down. People are going to see a hundred page document and say, okay, huh, let me, let me pull my things together to figure out when I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. Let me assign this to the team. Let me put this to committee. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we need to appoint some three people to go look at this and review it. Um, let's see. What Anything else we missed? So what about uh, an analytics tool like Insight Squared or something of that nature? Do you guys use something like that? Uh, we don't right now, but it's something that we're looking at. And Insight Squared, I, I think they're fantastic. Yeah. So that, Great that, that would be the one that I would... I would use another one we didn't talked about is uh, LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Oh, Sales Navigator, right? Right. Super important one. Um, so, how do your people use Sales Navigator? Well, they use it to identify who in the company might know somebody. Uh, gosh, they they use it all through the funnel. They use it to. Uh, find out more about people who they're reaching out to. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of intelligence. They use it to make connections. They use it to understand more about the company. But it's a it's a really really important one. So at which step in the process are your your SDRs getting involved with the navigator? So you know they're uh, going to go going through their list. They're saying, okay, these are the fifty people I need to reach out to today, or however many that number is, and. So as their preparation for that, they'll use discover.org, as you talked about. They'll find surface of initial names for that and then start digging down using LinkedIn Navigator. Yeah, because they're going to have a much better chance of reaching somebody if they notice, oh, Bridget's connected to this person. I wonder if she could make the intro. In fact, I got a, I got a LinkedIn request last night from somebody who I've met a couple of times. Um, he actually does um, sell suites for the Warriors basketball team, who they're hot right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. He doesn't know. Big Warriors so, fan. So he, he, he works in their, like, uh, company executive sales, mm -hmm, etc. Mm -hmm. And he said, hey, I noticed you were connected to XYZ, who used to be at Sumo Logic, moved on somewhere else. Would you mind making an intro? Now, if he had reached out to him, he probably wouldn't get much of a response. 
So I sent a quick LinkedIn, hey, Mark, how are you doing? Paul wanted to know if it would be okay if I introduce you. This is what he does. He mailed, he LinkedIn me last night and said, sure, make the intro. So there's a way that these two people will connect that my guess is, is he would have ignored it had it not come through someone he knows. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, our, our SDR team use it early on. Our sales team uses it. It's, it's used throughout the process. So do you have your corporate box for Warriors games? God, we don't. I really want, those are expensive right now. I, I, I imagine. want to do that. And they're almost sold out. So and oh, I would think, want right? them. Paul Ratner at the Warriors, give him a call. He's, uh, yeah, they're, they're doing really well. Tell him you know Bridget. Oh, yeah, that'll really get you a big discount. <laughs> big discount. <laughs> that'll get you a big discount. <laughs> so I guess the last question about the stack is, so the primary driver, and this is sort of interesting because you see this uh, differently in different companies. You know, a lot of companies with these new apps that become part of the sales stack is a lot of the discovery takes place among the reps themselves. You know, and they, they bring it in. I mean, do you give your reps freedom to uh, discover new apps and start using them? Or you know, are you trying to standardize, you know, so that there's not sort of this guerrilla movement to, <laughs> that you're not aware of that's happening and people adop- adapting new apps? And uh... Andy, if for, am I giving them permission? No, but I'm not stopping them either. I would have to lock them in a closet with no devices and no network to stop them from looking, trying, using, testing. They're salespeople. They're gonna go find anything they can to help them sell better. And some of them are more curious and aggressive than others. Mm -hmm. And they'll bring them in and they'll tell the guy next to him, before you know it, I've got like a mini revolution on my hands saying, we need this tool. (laughs) I know, so there's a reason I asked the question, which was, what is that next tool that you're hearing about? from the team that's going to bubble up to become a part of your stack? Well, the one that they're all pushing me on right now is this one called Prospector, Try Prospector. And they, my only issue with that one, this is the latest one that I hear about. And I, I hear about, gosh, I, there's probably four or five out on the floor that people are talking about. Prospector they've been trying to get for a while. And the reason that I've, first of all, it's expensive. There's a lot of overlap with other tools. And they've been chattering about it actually before we got our SDR team. So it's, it's basically just to help them find more contacts. I want them doing less of that and more working on deals, which mm-hmm. is actually what they want to do too. But they were trying to solve a short-term problem. And I, I knew that I needed to solve it differently. So that's... That's that's the most recent that's the one. one. Okay, there's, but there's a whole boy. I, have you heard of, of any like brand new? We gotta have this. Um, not not so much. I mean, a lot of what I see people trying is is new CRM systems. Um, yeah, people sort of hoping, but then ultimately we're sort of running into the barrier, which is that they they want to use these other cool apps that we've talked about here today, and and you know there aren't integrations with their CRM. Correct. So that that's I sort of you know a whole list of one CRM systems people talk about that they're whether it's Pipeline or ProsperWorks or uh, Pipeline Drive I think and so on it's it's um, you know people are really excited base as you talk about people are really excited about them great yeah, functionality cool. ease of use but 
then they say, yeah, I want to start using outreach.io. And it's like, okay, it doesn't interface. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there is, there probably is an API if you want to invest the, the time and money to do it, but it's not a, a widely integrated thing right now. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, all right, well, good. Well, that wraps up this episode of Frontline Friday with my guest, Bridget Gleason. And um, any other closing thoughts before we say goodbye for the day? Hey, if anybody has any that they're, uh, that they love, I'm always curious also, Andy. So like you said, sell, send, send them your way, Andy at Zero Time Selling. And, and yeah, we'll make sure we share it around. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, perfect. Well, Bridget, great as always, and look forward to talking to you next week. Likewise. And thank you for everybody for listening. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guests, visit my website at andypaul.com.